What is up, everybody? Yes, yes, mic check, one, two. This is the pop-punk, alternative rock, and emo show on the interweb. This is Plenty of Noise. Thank you all for tuning in again. If you are new to this, let me introduce myself real quick here. My name is Nick. I'm your host. I am a musician myself. I sing and play guitar in a band called Cadet Carter. We are based in Munich, Germany. I am half Welsh, half Bavarian. That's where the funny accent comes from, in case you're wondering. Um, I'm really happy you guys want to check out this show. This is my little podcast thing that I've started out of pure boredom during the COVID-19 pandemic. Um, I started this just as a bad excuse to get to talk to friends and people I've always wanted to talk to about the music we all love, about the music business, about the art of songwriting and about everything else concerning being in a band and being around musicians and around rock bands in 2020 and 2021. I don't, I, it doesn't, it doesn't matter what year it is, does it? So uh, it is 2021 though. I'm pretty sure. Thank you all for tuning in. Hey, I've got some great guests for you on this one. This was actually one of my favorite conversations so far. Um, We have a band called Dim on the show tonight. Um, I discovered the band through their drummer, really, because their drummer is a guy called Ben Cato. He used to be the drummer in one of my all-time favorite bands called The Dangerous Summer. I was gutted when they announced that Ben had left the band. And I was I was wondering, you know, what 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 is it that Ben will be up to next? And uh, when I found out about his new band, when I heard the first single by his new band, I was just it it floored me to be honest. I was so excited, I couldn't really believe that he found three guys again that he could do such that he could play such great music with and i can't wait to show you what they have just released and also i'm not going to bore you any longer with this introduction this has been one of my favorite conversations on this program so far um here is my conversation with the band dim on plenty of noise Hey guys! Hey man! Nick! Um, motherfucker! G- it's so good to see your face, man. It's good to see you too. Lifetimes, dude. Thanks, thanks for doing this. Oh fuck yeah, dude! Oh cool. Um, it's it's midnight in Germany, so I've been just I've just crawled out of bed <laughs> about twenty minutes ago. <laughs> I gotta. Uh, I have to work in the morning. So, but oh, anyway, welcome. it's all good. Thank you so much for doing this. <laughs> Dude, absolutely, man. So this is Nick and Matt and Chuck. Pleasure to meet you guys. Howdy. How are you all doing? Oh, we're doing yeah. so good, man. Just grinding, dude. Just getting this live set dialed and, you know, uh, I guess 
you know, we've been sitting on the record for a good while now, so it's slowly creeping out into the world. And it's, uh, I mean, you know how it is being in a fucking band. It's just like, you feel like you sit on your songs forever, you know? So it's just like finally taking that time to really enjoy like, oh my God, there's finally a fucking song out there where people can fucking yeah. hear. Just like me sneaking my buddies like a private stream and shit, you know? Do, do, do all the songs feel like already old to you guys? Like, are you already working on new stuff? Because we all do have plenty of time to work on new music right now with all the touring not going on. <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah, oh yeah, I know, right? And uh, I think it was one of the guys from Don Broco, I saw them say like, well, there's no gigs, we might as well just keep recording. Exactly. And that like, really resonated with me. So yeah, I mean, we definitely... You know, we're playing around with about uh, five new demos right now that are in different forms of, uh, well, they're very much in the embryonic stages still. But uh, yeah, I mean, I, I definitely say that we're not even tired of the old ones yet because it's the projects still, there's so much creative discovery going on. And, yeah. Um, just a, a, a lot of like kind of natural momentum that I'm, I'm stoked about and uh i i don't know i mean it it all still feels really fresh and exciting you know and cool. uh, i'm stoked so, about it so the thing is that you know one of the main things why i wanted to get you guys like first of all this is this like you are in the middle of a of a podcast thing called plenty of noise that i've started out of complete boredom in yeah and i love it dude August it's like or september of last year because there was just fuck all to do you know right for, first, first and foremost and it's i've kind of developed a real passion for it just as a as an excuse to get to talk to other creative people about what it's like to be yeah, in a band. Dude, every in... night we were on the road out there too. I was telling them, I was like, dude, I'd be at these sick fucking pubs in Germany. I would be up all night with this kid yeah. talking about all types of existential shit and music and everything. Like, it's... I think it's like a, a cool niche for you, bro. You're yeah. Cool. Like, it's, that's it's, your vibe. I appreciate that. It is. It's so it's, this has become kind of, a podcast where we like talk about the music business and and like the art of songwriting yeah um uh, and and try to write like really dive in dive in deep into all of that you know and uh, oh, sure, and uh that's why i wanted to have you guys on the show because first of all you have kind of started out now as a band like you've all been i've been following some of you on, on instagram and also it's not your first band, is it? Like for all of you. So you've, <laughs> you've been around the block a few times, just like myself. So, uh, so um, but, but now you started out like in the middle of a pandemic, really. Mm -hmm. And I, I wonder what, what that was like. Like, do, have you guys, was there a moment where you went, so we might just like postpone this shit for like 18 months and then the you know the opportunities that 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 we have as a band will be way better with like probably some tours um on the horizon and just just a different environment yeah i mean that's i i love that you asked that dude because the entire project has been such a unique opportunity because two of the guys live here at this house where i went into business running a small recording studio uh where where i live 
just north of Atlanta. And um, we were just able to keep our heads down and just grind out a record. You know, it was like, the pandemic brought us closer. Yeah. Allowed the project to actually like <laughs> yeah. form and blossom. Cool. So, I mean, we, we've been hanging out every week, every single week since, you know, people went on lockdown and whatnot. Yeah. Yeah. Some of us daily. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> that, that, that's so cool because yeah. most, most bands I get to talk to, like there's a lot of bands that I've been following on social media and they've just completely sh shut down <laughs> The, the yeah. businesses really so they were like i can't do any tours i might just uh you know sit on the couch for the foreseeable future and yeah. that's just not my approach at all so we were like in my band we were like hey we've got all this time on our hands now we had we our, our last record came out in may of 2020 yeah. so it was like how are the boys dude how are they doing dude they're all we, we are coping it's Fuck, it's yeah. it's pretty difficult in germany right now and you know i'm i'm half welsh that's where the funny accent comes from and uh <laughs> and so um the people that i talk to in great britain they are you know they can see uh the lights at the end of the tunnel right now with the vaccination program being really like uh well on the way and but in germany it's really it's it's dark right now so people can't really leave their houses and there's a lot of people in hospitals and all that kind of stuff it's it's bad but uh, as long as you like uh stay at home guitars don't really give you COVID, so uh <laughs> you can, you can just that. here this is my little basement studio that i have and we meet up here every mm. like every week like twice a week three times a week and just record new stuff and you know have have that be our creative outlets in times where we can't really go on tour and present our music to people. And uh, yeah. So um, if like when you guys say that actually brought you guys closer together, that's actually pretty cool because there's no bad thing on earth that doesn't have at least a bit of a good thing coming with it, you know? Oh, so, so, and Ben, you were kind enough to like send me a link to listen to the record. When this airs, the second single will be out. Mm -hmm. So this gonna this gonna be released in like two weeks time or something. Yeah. And to be quite honest, like I'm I'm not uh, I'm not going all fangirl on you again, Ben. But uh, uh, it's I'm so I'm a I'm a very avid runner. I like to uh, I like to do a lot of running. It's another pandemic thing that I've started, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and uh, and I've I've been listening to the record like nonstop for the last yes, something. Bro. So it's really it it does give me goosebumps every time. It's such a oh, unique yeah. record, oh, and yeah, um, I was wondering like how do you guys write songs? Because to me, it doesn't really sound like someone, some band member coming into the room going, "This is." what i've written you play this you play you this. play this you play that so it it it's very don't get me wrong it is a very it is a very catchy record but it doesn't yeah. sound like uh one guy being the primary songwriter and the rest doing like i could do this on the bass or i could do that drum part so it's right feels like you guys do like a bit of jamming <laughs> oh, and, absolutely, bro. and and that's how the songs come together if you could talk about that yeah you want to handle that one yeah i mean i would say we all kind of like 
bring riffs together. So, I mean, it is, we, we meet up to practice, we jam a little bit and it might be, Hey, I've got, I've got this chord progression. And then Nick will be like, Oh, I can play this on it. And then, you know, Ben, here's an idea. And you know how Ben plays drums. He doesn't just play drums. He, you know, manifest this like speaking ability with his with his toms oh i know yeah (laughs) so um you know we'll we'll get we'll get a riff going and then um i can say every melody and every lyric was written in practice so wasn't like we recorded it and then sat down at the studio and then i wrote to the songs it was we've got riffs, we're jamming it. And I'm asking, Hey, well, can we, can we loop this song for 30 minutes and then writing it in that, in that kind of flow state and, you know, coming up with a gut melody and then whatever lyric kind of hits me. You know, a lot of musicians say they don't, they can't really take full credit for what they write because it just kind of comes to them. It's oh yeah. Like, I, I totally agree with that. I, so, I, I mean, would sure totally agree. Songs have like some deep meanings, but other ones were just kind of like, in a sense riffed and put together it was oh i have this melody and these lyrics are coming to mind and then the meaning of the song came from that one channeled line in a sense did Um, you feel comfortable writing lyrics in front of the other guys oh yeah hands down like as soon as i got something i like show my phone i show them really that's that's my worst nightmare so we've been trying (laughs) we've we've been trying that approach and so we have this song and 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 i go i'm gonna write something real quick and yeah. nothing, not nothing would come. Like fifteen minutes of three guys staring at you, going, "Come on, <laughs> <laughs> what you got, man? What you got?" And I was like, "I've got fuck all, man." I, I'm, so it's the pressure that 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 kind of approach puts on me as a lyricist is unbearable to me. It's just it does. Yeah. So yeah. I'm I I'm you know I'm impressed. I admire that. I couldn't do it, but. Uh, so, but you would agree it is kind of a group effort. Like it's, it's oh, really, it's 100%. not. We, we can't say anyone wrote one song or anything. They were all written as a group, as a band. Cool. Cool. Um, so yeah, it's, it's, I would say the, probably the most unique project I've, I've been a part of because that, that access to flow has been so natural. Um, you know, it's like you mentioned, you could sit there for 15 minutes and nothing comes up. And it's like, sometimes I've written a song within like five to 10 minutes. Cause they, it just kind of like, pours yeah. out. I don't know why. And those how. are some of the best ones too, dude, oh, where yeah. they manifest really yeah, quickly. Probably yeah. because you don't think about it too much because right. you don't have the time to do it. So you just pick the best lines. Like it's a gut feeling and you go, that's good. And you don't overthink it too much. Yeah, yeah I, I spent too much time over obsessing over lyrics and melodies and like, is it good enough or is it this? And with I took that approach of like, I'm not overthinking it. I'm just allowing it all to kind of happen. Mm-hmm. And I think we all kind of did that with every single part that we contributed. It was just kind of like, you know, th- this is where we feel the song moving and going. Um, so so cool. this th- this this show is mainly about let's shall we say pop punk and emo music for a lack of a better word really so uh um with you guys i felt that that description of your sound doesn't really fit it's it's not a pop punk record in my to my ears really sure not at all i i i can see the aesthetics though so i can i can feel where you guys come from 
I do know a bit about your past, obviously, so it doesn't really come as a surprise all that much. But uh, um, like, I think when you guys started out, I I hit the follow button on your Instagram page and it said pop rock band from Atlanta or something. And I thought that was that was. A, a good way to start out and also it didn't mean anything to me in the right. first place. I was like, what are you, are you, like, are you going like all Goo Goo Dolls now? Yeah. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> because that's like, to me, that is like the classic nineties infused, um, alternative pop rock band from the States, <laughs> oh, yeah, <laughs> like man. early and like, like mid era. Like Third Eye Blind's kind of up there too. Yeah. Like, Third Eye Blind. And that's yeah. a funny thing though. Third Eye Blind are a one hit wonder in Europe. So people know that one song. Yeah. And if it comes on on the radio, they go, that's a good song. And then, and then you go, that's a band called Third Eye Blind and no one has ever they heard of them, man. never. They just know like Jumper or like Grand. No, not at all. They're just, <laughs> I mean, the Goo Goo Dolls play like probably 2,000 capacity spaces in Central Europe. It's yeah. not, it's not really, I, I reckon they play stadiums in the States. So, uh, yeah, you and uh, me were talking about this at the pub a few years ago on tour. I remember that. It's like, unless you're like Foo Fighters, like nobody comes out like in regards to rock i think especially outside of germany which i think is really interesting like so we were on tour with dave haas if you've heard of him Uh uh-uh he's like from the he's part of that the gaslight anthem kind of new jersey kind of stuff yeah and he plays uh, about i'd say about a thousand capacity spaces in europe and we were on tour with him and he said, it's the other way around, though, right? When he goes on tour in the States, yeah. he has really, it's, it's a struggle. So he's back on the, like, in a small van. And he's, like, yeah. 42. The guy's 42. So he's been, around, he's, he's been around for 20 years. Yeah. Um, and when he comes over to Europe, he's, like, on a nightliner thing. And it's all very organized. And it's, it feels, he, he told me, like, it, this feels like, like the stuff that he always wanted, you know, yeah, like, yeah. like a proper touring musician. And when yeah. he goes back home, <laughs> it all goes the other way. And he's back yeah. in like this punk rock thing, playing sh- shoe boxes every night. That's of, like 50 people. I, I would like, I would honestly prefer that, man. Like, you know, they say the grass is always greener, man, but like, God damn it. I love it over there. That's dude. probably true. So <laughs> the, the thing is, um, when we are outside of Germany, the good thing is that I'm not very German. You know, right, I, right. I have a Canadian ID. I was born yeah. in Wales. It's it's all a it's it's horrible, and but people don't really. So when when you play Germany as a German band, they don't really like you just because you are from around here, really. Yeah. So it it's not that attractive to them. That's the thing that I think, Ben, we've talked about. Yep. We were on tour. Um, that, you know, to don't don't let anyone know that you're a German band. <laughs> I wonder I wonder what that's like in the States. Like when you when you go on tour and you play, let's say the West Coast, which yeah. is not where you are from, 
Like, mm-hmm. does, does that make you interesting to people or do people go, oh, they're not from the West Coast, that, that, that can't be any good? I don't, I don't necessarily think that those type of dynamics manifest in, in like a live show setting, uh, but uh, how do I put it? I guess I notice anytime I go overseas, it's like there's just in general, like whether it's because I've gigged a lot in the UK, especially, and I noticed it in mainland Europe as well. It's like in the States, all these kids will get like clicky and they'll be like, well, I'm here to just see like this band and then I'm dipping, you know what I mean? And when you go to Europe, it's completely opposite. Like, like people go to see a show and they watch every fucking band. So like, that's the only thing I've really noticed touring extensively. I don't think it's like, Oh fuck, you guys are from Delaware. So I can't fuck with you. You know what I mean? (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) It's a, it's a bit like that in Germany, especially. So when you play Berlin, which is like the only really important city that we have, <laughs> like, um, and, and they go, so where are you from? And, I, and we go, we're from Munich. Yeah. Munich? And they go, like, <laughs> really? How did you get into rock music? So they, they, like, they think that we're all running around in our lederhosen all day and, 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 drink, and drink beer and, you know, like listen to... I don't know trumpet music, so it's um, it's, <laughs> a, it's, it's, a, it's, music. <laughs> it's it's a very different thing. Another thing that I wanted to talk to you about is the way you guys release music because we do have I I think we do have a lot in common on 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 that one. Yeah, we we uh, we have become a completely independent band, mainly out of necessity, really. So yeah. we do run our own recording studio. We release everything ourselves. We try to do the videos ourselves, we record stuff ourselves. And I think that's the same with you. Absolutely. Was that, was that like an intentional decision? Like, did you, did you go shopping for labels or something? Or were you, were you guys like, we don't need any of that stuff. We'll just put it out there. Well, you know, it's funny because we did shop a little bit. You know, uh, a buddy of mine put the record in Fearless's hands. They passed. Um, he put it in pure noises hands and we never got an answer. So I'm assuming they passed. And Probably. Were, yeah. <laughs> I didn't say. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it was like, Oh, he's uh he's still on his honeymoon. I was like, well, it's been four weeks. I guess we'll just call it a wash. It's fine. Impressive. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Yeah. But, uh, but anyways, there were just all these signs pointing towards, well, fuck it. Look at the state of the world. Like it's leveled the playing field for artists. Let's just, I mean, fuck it. There are no rules anymore. Let's just put it out. Let's do whatever, you know? And, uh, and having the close relationship, uh, with the studio, uh, here at the house and, you know, working with some local bands around here in Atlanta and like, starting to like develop that producer's ear and then how it goes back into your own band and everything. There were just all these things manifesting that were just like, we just have to keep this as, as organic and us as possible. And like you said, just like do everything as much ourselves as we can. And, you know, uh, we met this dude Arnley that's one of Maddie's homies and he's from Chicago and like, he flew down and like we shot like two videos and stuff. We're like, okay, okay, this guy's like, 
this guy's one of us, like let's integrate him, you know? Mm -hmm. So that's like another dude that we're going to work with a lot, but yeah, keeping it very, very close knit. And, uh, I think we would entertain a label. Oh, for sure. You know, I've ran into situations and heard from other artists who have, you know, been signed by even major labels and getting signed too soon kind of puts you in a hole. Um, you have no sound yet. No one knows what you sound like. And at that point, the label's involved. So they have their writers. They want their writers on their songs. Yeah. And they control the sound that they want you to be. Whereas if we release it independent, you build hype, you build a following. One, you have more negotiation power because at that point you have actual fans. Two, you have an actual sound. And three, they can't really determine how you're going to sound because you've already created it. They already know what you are. So, you know, I'm, I'm glad we chose to do it that way because I've have, I have some friends who are major labels who are having a hard time figuring out who they are. And yeah. What the sound is because, the, you know, the label has too much, they have too much skin in the game because they signed someone before any original music was really out. So I'd rather release a whole record and say, this is who we are and build a following, build a fan base. And then at that point, you have a little bit more of a you know negotiation power and a full say on you know what you are and what you sound like. The thing is that I you know now hearing Ben talk about like you guys sending the stuff to Fearless or something, and they would pass on, pass on this. I I I always thought like when I was out there running with your record in my headphones, it was like they always go like all these label people. They go, you've got to be like uh as honest as possible you've got to you've got to be open you've got to be um accessible i think is the right word to to everyone and then someone does record a a, like an album that's like so open and the lyrics are so like accessible and and people can relate to it and and the music is very unique it doesn't sound like anything else because that's what I what that's what I heard, you know. I was like, I can see where you guys come from musically, but right. it does. So you could really feel like the um, that you guys were going for like a unique sound, and we don't want to sound like anybody else. We want to find our own way, and then that's where it gets unattractive for labels. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> so they yeah. go, oh, they those guys know who they are. So. There's, there's nothing for us to do here, uh, you know, apart from putting the record out and like uh, calling radio people all day long. Right. It's very um, paradoxical, isn't it? It's, it's funny, isn't it? So they always, um, they, they, they always go for newcomers, but they shouldn't be like, they shouldn't be all completely new because you can't sell anything to, mm-hmm. to people that know nothing about it. So, uh, yeah. So that's the first thing, but they don't want you to find yourself as a musician or a, or an artist either. So it's you 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 can't win. That's <laughs> my yeah. th- th- that's what I've taken from that. You can't. Yeah, really it's win. a super weird game, dude. But uh, I I believe really firmly now, and uh, after everything I've experienced playing music for twenty five years, like. Just that whole Robert Frost road less traveled thing, man. There were so many guys that I worked with in the past. And, you know, I have like a huge history with all these dudes, like growing up playing in bands together in Atlanta and shit. And like working with producers. And I'd have guys come at me, man, and be like, well, do you want to make art or do you want to make money? And it's like, well, fuck you, dude. I feel like I can do both. Like, what do you mean I have to choose? 
Also, (laughs) you didn't, didn't, like, no one got into this to become rich. I've never talked. Like, it's always, hey, you guys want to make money with your music. No. (laughs) I started playing guitar at age 10, you know, because I was just, I loved it. That was it. It's a passion. And if people pay you for it and you can make a living, or at least you can make parts of your living by, you know, playing music, that's fine. But everybody, I mean, um, Brian McTurnan was the first guest on this show. Oh, I love him, dude. I've, I've met him very briefly uh, when I was working on Golden Record. And I was just like, dude, I, I punished him hard about, uh, you know, that Cave-In record he yeah. did. You know, I mean, obviously, <laughs> there's so many big records. But Cave-In's like a huge one for me. Yeah. That's one of my favorite Boston bands. And that, his drum sound that he gets, you know, is just so iconic. Have and you heard his new band? He's in a band oh, yeah, now again. Be well, He's called, be well yeah. Yeah, they're super good. And, uh, you know, Paul Levitt ma- mastered our record, so I still keep in touch with Paul a lot. And Paul interned under Brian. Yeah. And uh, Paul, uh, not long ago, was like, man, Brian keeps asking about you, dude. He's like, I think Ben's like one of these old hardcore kids, isn't he? Isn't he? <laughs> he like, yeah, yes, like, he is. Very <laughs> <laughs> good. No, oh, yeah, I love McTurnan, dude. He was he was Brian McTurnan was the only guy who when I can't I I'm not capable of releasing music on my own. So I'm like I don't know, 46 years old. I've yeah. I've I haven't played the like streaming game and all that kind right. of shit. I don't want to have anything to do with it. Right. I'm the studio guy slash singer. So I write all the songs and you guys put it out there. But he was the only one. Like mm-hmm. all the other, all the other guys went. So nowadays you have to, you have to like go independent to make mm-hmm. at least a bit of money and right. to keep your creative control. Because by the time, like, like Matt was saying, by the time you get in touch with like mainstream people or like um, major label people, they try to like turn things and yeah. squeak, squeak things and go, um, can you do it like this? Or, um, how about we leave the solo out so it's a three right. minute 30 pop song and you don't get on the radio and you still don't get on the radio that's right. like right. the thing because rock music at least in Europe mm-hmm. no one like there's no that there's no radio anymore for for like for guitar music let's say right. so it's a completely independent thing it's a it's yeah I don't know it's you know, it's I think a, it's, it's a niche. It's it's just a niche. It thing. is a niche. I think I think it's going to come back, though, dude. I, I really do. I I talk to a ton of buddies about this all the time. How, uh, my buddy Josh Withenshaw, he was in that band Every Avenue. You remember Every Avenue? Yes, I do. Uh, me and him talk about uh like twenty year cycles with like trends in music. So like now, I feel like we're kind of on the cusp of the end of like everybody's like doing the eighties thing. You know, yeah. there's kind of like this revitalization of, you know, like synth wave and all those kind of subgenres that were really popular in the 80s. And like, I feel like now you're starting to see bands like do the 90s thing again. You know, it's like we're yeah. about to get in that thing. And I think when that happens, you know, gu- guitar driven rock is is going to be a big deal again. But, you know, it, it's funny. Uh, just like what you're saying, man, like unless I'm in L.A. and somebody puts on like K-Rock radio, like there's not really a, a 
any radio that's playing that shit, you know. There's no like, national yeah. rock radio station, is there? Like, yeah, like people that <laughs> like people from Seattle to I don't know Miami, they go, I'm I'm a I'm a rock guy. I listen to that radio station. That's not that doesn't yeah. exist, does it? Yeah, they're streaming. Yeah, yeah, that's another I mean, thing. So, are you like you 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 do? sound like an album band to me so albums are like your weapon of choice <laughs> so oh, instead of like playing the streaming game that that's a huge discussion on that show like rock musicians having to adjust to like the new um the new era where people want like one song to put to put into their playlists right and and then you you do another song like three weeks later and you do another song and that goes on for like a year and a half and then, right. and then you put out an album which is basically just a compilation of all the stuff you've already done right so it's like oh you've got like 10 singles at this point like yeah. what's what are you been doing a record <laughs> what's what's the point i mean yeah. um i i don't get that but um yeah i i've i found that rock musicians do have a hard time adjusting to that so because yeah. we are all album people, so I I own three thousand CDs. You know, I'm thirty five yes. years old. That's like I'm the CD generation. So I've only recently got into vinyl. It's a completely new thing. It's all very oh, so it's so addicting. I'll warn you, bro. <laughs> <laughs> people keep telling me that, and and so I'm an I'm an album guy, and I don't really get the whole playlist thing. So when your song came out, I was like, I, I dig this. I wonder what's next. So it's it's not enough for me. So yeah. you know, can can they can, can they do that for like twelve songs? Like can they can it be this good for like five <laughs> minutes? I wonder. And, yeah, fuck yeah. And most people go like, I I I got what I came here for. It's a it's a three minute forty five pop song that I like. And they don't really become fans of that band anymore, do they? So they consume right. the music, but they don't really want to know anything about, like, the stories behind the songs and what what the stories behind the guys in the band. Because that was what was fascinating to me when I started out. Like, who are these people? Yeah. <laughs> like, why do they sound the way they do? Not necessarily yeah. what chords do they use or what what, like, effect pedals do they use, but... Who who are these people? What yeah. them, who they are? Well, like Chuck went down with this rabbit hole. He found this old Deftones documentary that was like bootlegged from the early '90s. He was like, "Dude, check this out. This is like inspirational as fuck. This is just like some fan made it or something." Yeah, I think it's a it's an unofficial documentary. Yeah, it's, and it's I, on YouTube. I dude, forget the name of it. And I love shit like that, you know, just like you're saying, like, who the fuck are these guys? Like, what are they doing? You know, like, it's it's a topic that comes up in every episode because I always say I sound like a grandpa here. So always complaining, <laughs> oh, what has the world come to? Bloody, bloody, right, blah. Right. But I really like do do people still make like fan bootleg documentaries about their favorite bands? I, I don't know. Is that a thing that still people still <laughs> it's do? It's definitely less common. But dude, yeah. I'm, I'm I'm stoked to tell you that we did film everything and uh, like a 17 minute long video. Yeah, yeah, we we edited it down and it's ready to go. So closer to album release, we're gonna put that out like a little mini doc about the cool. genesis of the band. Cool. And everything. 
cool. People appreciate that kind of stuff. Yeah. Yeah, like you're saying, man. And he's always putting on old skate videos at the house and shit. You know, it's just like... Keeping it real. Yeah, I miss that shit. You know, it's like, (laughs) I want to see how these people live. You know, like that, I, that fills my cup, man. That like really fucking... So, so, uh, what's the scale of, of, of that whole band then? Like, are you guys like going for uh, like all in? Like, do you want, do you guys want to go on tour and like, Oh, absolutely. Play play the game. Absolutely. Because like, I can also see bands nowadays being more or less like studio projects. You know what I mean? Hmm. So the thing is musicians are adjusting to the situation and, I I've talked to people that were like, I never liked touring all that much anyway. It's so much work. You're away. See, for that blows weeks. my mind. I love tour. You know, yeah. like tours amazing. You know? <laughs> like, so I love like, I love touring for the first ten days. <laughs> <laughs> I totally get that. I totally. And then you 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 like wake up on a van and someone like and they all smell terribly and you go. Yeah. <laughs> i could be home <laughs> yeah that's that's how you know you really love it man i i i totally i totally relate to it for sure but uh you know i i always uh me and my uh old drum tech tj uh you know we always call it being out at sea you know man i miss being out at sea i miss being out at sea you know it's fucking pirates you know like i i can't get enough of that shit to me tour is like uh for lack of a better term, your Heisman trophy, you know, where like you busted your ass on the record and now you get to celebrate the record, you know? But it's also, isn't it like, it it does feel like a struggle to me as well. So I mean, we're a a very, very, very small band. So we have to like really fight to get like 80 people in a room. Right. Like, like, I don't know a 10 hour drive away from our city so i would just jump off stage and shake everybody's hands going thanks for coming thanks yeah. for coming. you paid to get in wow great man <laughs> and and so that that's really the thing that blows my mind the most but it does feel like are you guys thinking about doing any live streams or that kind of stuff anytime soon i'm sure it's coming down the pipeline um you know we've observed a lot of artists put a lot of weight into that and our kind of trajectory is just well maybe if we work really hard maybe we can put out two records this year or at least have the next record ready to go you know Mm -hmm. like we're just that kind of momentum is manifesting really naturally and yeah i mean we'll we'll definitely do some live streams uh, but uh i i think that's kind of where our, our focus is right now is uh just continuing to put out music as much as possible you know? it's not that easy the whole live stream thing as well mm-hmm. is it so because in, when when the first lockdown hits europe our record label at the time we're mm-hmm. we're an independent band now but our record label at the time they were like so your record is coming out in 4 weeks is yeah. there anything you can do so I started out like on a bar stool in that very space, like in front of my cell phone, playing <laughs> on an acoustic yeah. guitar, thinking, this is bullshit. And, like, <laughs> and then you would, you would yeah. just like, you would hit the last chord of the song and you would look into the lens of the camera going, guess you're clapping. 
thanks yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. guess you like it so yeah. that was that that and still it still feels weird to me it's mm-hmm. it's nothing that i enjoy yeah like, putting it out there right now because i'm not editing this right i right. hate it <laughs> but um <laughs> but it's it's basically it i guess it's it's the only thing we can do right now to like like you said like celebrate a record or celebrate the songs that we've done with other people so it, there's no way around it i guess <laughs> but, but did you did you see what uh do you fuck with pine grove yeah did you see what they did i thought that was incredible i i must have missed it what did they do so it was like this whole live album and they filmed the whole thing and they just like dressed up this living room but it was almost like a short film yeah and it was the most inspiring shit i've ever seen chuck showed it to me uh because i like that band but uh i'd never really done a deep dive and uh i mean god what like an hour and a half long yeah i think it's close to an hour each song's like a different like vibe i guess like cool like the kitchen or like another room or so they did try to make like a a, a piece of art out of it yeah Yeah. exactly Yeah. yeah cool dude you need to watch it it's fucking awesome you'll definitely be inspired i will we tried that as well. We we um we went to like a, a huge venue in, in Munich and they mm-hmm. they didn't have anything to do, so they let us in to to like shoot a what we called a concert film and we did yeah. when we sold tickets and all that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. And we we met at, at John's house yeah the, the night it aired you know yeah. so it wasn't really a live stream we were like announcing it as a live stream but it was like a, pre, a pre-recorded thing and uh do you know when you're out on tour and you play the show and you you, you look at your cell phone afterwards and there's like tons of people like writing to you on instagram yeah. or liking your stuff so you can really feel the buzz going like there was a gig tonight yeah and 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 you go to bed and 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 people write that was a great show man and all that kind of shit that was the only time we felt that during the pandemic so we we managed to like put up some sort of happening yeah (laughs) yeah something was going on people had liked our band hard strings man it's been so long yeah fucking shit the same thing so i i didn't really knew i missed that until right. it happened again so yeah. cell phone would go ding 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 and you would yeah. oh yeah that was <laughs> that's what it was like back in the day <laughs> so yeah cool i i listen i i don't want to take up too much more of your time oh um, dude it's all good uh when this whole pandemic thing's over please please come to europe as well, we'll oh, we'd bro, love to have you dying to get you, you guys hit me up we can set something up if, i would cry working if we can play shows together again, bro. We're working on something that's kind of a kind of a similar thing to a warped tour around Europe. So we're okay. talking to people. Yeah. And uh, there's, you know, there's always a, a space for bands like you on that bill. Hell so, yeah. So uh, love to have you sometime. Uh, oh, keep, absolutely, dude. Keep making the music you make. Oh, when will the record be out? Is that something we can tell people about? Oh, yeah, we can talk about it. Um, well, we're dropping another single on April 30th. We'll have another single come out Mar- uh, May 28th, and then a fourth single on June 25th. And then we'll be releasing the record probably that second week in July. Cool, man. 
I think like July 9th or July 16th, somewhere in there. A summertime record. Yep. Yep. Awesome. Um, cool. And hopefully have another brand new single by like <laughs> December or something. Yeah. And, <laughs> and we'll give people a few months to jam it and hopefully we'll have tour, uh, not, not a tour. I mean, maybe we'll get on a tour in the fall, but uh, hopefully we'll have some shows we can do around here in cool. the States in the fall time and um, hit people with a single, you know, before the, the year ends out. Awesome. So, yeah. I I can't wait for that. I'll be following. Okay, so, you guys, you have a you have a great rest of the day. Thanks for having us. Yeah, you yeah. too. Oh, anytime, oh, buddies. Man, I missed you so much. I'm so happy. I it's it's great you. to talk to you again. It's been it's been a great couple of days in Europe in 2018. I keep telling oh, people. That <laughs> <laughs> was it 2018? I think it was. Yeah, yeah. I'm pretty sure. Mm-hmm. First, like the first tour when you guys were back must yeah been, man. must have been and like june 2018 or something cologne was one that really stuck out in my mind yeah man. same here God. same here cologne man it's so a great city to play you guys should definitely check it out if you haven't oh, hell fucking yeah, dude. i love those basement shows man i'm all about it dude we I never knew how much i miss loading gear up or downstairs you know what i mean <laughs> <laughs> it's always uh when you want to like murder the bass player if you could yeah, like, eight by ten ampeg thing the eight go, ten cabinet dude. You know, it's only 16 like 16 floors down yeah oh thanks <laughs> just kick the fuck yeah up. horrible man horrible <laughs> but also great so yeah exactly exactly wouldn't want to trade it for the world okay <laughs> You guys have a great rest of the day. I'll talk to you guys soon. Yeah, oh, I'll, I'll, I'll be in touch before this show airs so you, you, you guys don't miss it. All right. Hell and yeah. Listen, listen to yourselves. Talk about yeah. yourselves. Dude, hug the boys next for me, I man. Will. Tell them I miss them, brother. Going to see them tomorrow. I'll say hi. Fuck yeah. Okay, you guys. Hey, I'll talk yeah. to you soon. Bye. All right, dude. So there it was. My conversation with one of my new favorite bands called Dim. I want to thank Matt, Ben, Nick and Charlie for taking the time, for talking to me, for keeping me up all night because after that conversation, I I think I listened to their, uh, to their album like three times in a row. So I got to bed at like three in the morning, but it was all worth it. And I'm not gonna uh, let you guys wait any longer for you to make up your own minds about this band. I'm going to play you their debut single called Start Over Again by Dim. And with that, I'm going to leave you. I'll say goodbye until next time. We have some great guests coming up on Plenty of Noise. I can't wait to show you guys what I've been working on. And uh, until then, here's some great music. This is Start Over Again by Dim. I'll see you soon. This is Nick. Bye de bye.
Start.